Hello everyone, it's Laura Dygan from the Sanctuary First team and joining me today is Linda Pollock and you all know Linda from uh, being a Sanctuary First contributor and also my co-host on the Time of the Month podcast. And Linda has some exciting news for us about an upcoming pilgrimage. Linda, tell us all about it. Well, Laura, thanks. It's good to see you and be with you today. And folks, I'm going to tell you about a pilgrimage that I make often, and I've decided to make it again in February next year. From the 6th to the 17th of February, 2023, I'm inviting you to join me on a pilgrimage entitled In the Footsteps of Jesus. Now, for 10 days, we are 10 nights actually, and we're going to be going all around the Holy Land. So is it okay with you, Laura, if I just go through each day briefly? Oh, yes, I'm intrigued. And we'll whet the appetite, hopefully. And of course, Laura, you're going to join me in this, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'll be in well. Yes. Uh, Okay, so we all depart for Tel Aviv um, on Monday the 6th. And now we get into Tel Aviv Airport uh, quite late at night. And then we'll just go straight to the hotel. The hotel we'll be going to is in um, Joppa. Now, you all know the story of Joppa, where Peter stayed at the House of the Tanner. So that's going to be amazing. There's an incredible market in Joppa. And you're right on the Mediterranean Sea. Now, I'm going to get really excited about all this because I've been here so many, this place so many times, the, the Holy Land, and I just love it. And I have to keep going back. It's as if you leave something of yourself there and you have to go back and try and retrieve it. Yeah. But you don't really leave yourself there. You're, you find yourself. God God comes really close to you in these ancient spaces and places. And what I love is that you're going to places that you've read about and they become a reality. But anyway, I'm waxing lyrical. So the next day, the Tuesday, we take a wee dander, a wee walk around the old city of Joppa and you see all the beautiful buildings. And we end that the morning with worship on a lovely, beautiful hillside. And then, then we get into our, our own coach. We've got a beautiful big coach, air conditioned, loads of space. And we head for a place called Caesarea Maritima which is where Herod built the massive big aqueduct. And again, it's right on the Mediterranean. You go for a wee dander along the beach and you get your feet wet. But we go to the actual um, place where they have a big, big ruin and they've, they've uncovered this incredible space where you see the amphitheater, where you see the area where the horses and their carriages and chariots would have their competitions. And the acoustics are incredible. And see, when you start to sing there, the... the the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. It's incredible. Um, and we see a movie about how this ancient port was developed and how then it was it was, it was was ruined. Um, and then after that, we're going to go to Mount Carmel. Of course, what happened to Mount Carmel? Good old Elijah mocked the gods of Baal. And of course, the rain came down and soaked Elijah's altar and God still knit it. And we'll go and see Elijah's cave where he went when he was depressed and anxious. And then we go to Accra and we visit uh, the site of Accra. And then if possible, if time permits, we'll go to the Baha'i Gardens. And the Baha'i Gardens are just, it's, it's not a wonder of the world, but it's the most incredible place where you go and look at these gardens. And at Accra, of course, that's the Crusader site where you go and you, you go underground and you see it was an old Crusader hospital and it was a prison. And they've got the most incredible light shows just in the caves underneath. And you see the history. 
of the Crusaders going. Now that's only day one, and, and look at how much time I've taken. Now day <laughs> two, the that night we actually go to a place called Ebelin, which is used to be a, a big Christian village, and the Christians are leaving Palestine hand over fist. But this community is where Archbishop Shakur of the Orthodox Syrian Church, those of you of a certain vintage will remember him from the 70s and 80s when he was doing radical work for the kingdom. He still is doing radical work. He's retired and he just came back out of retirement. And he's 112 if he's a day. But he does the most incredible work. He's created a school. And we'll hear about how this school came into being and how God was faithful to him. This school um, hosts um, Islamic and Christian children. And it's the, one of the top 10 schools in the whole of Israel. And people are busting the gut to get to it. And the, the, the turn out doctors and lawyers, um, teachers, high achieving children, as well as ordinary children who simply need an education, but it's all based around the values of the kingdom and of Christian ethos. Um, so we meet with him and then we go to the village of Nazareth and we have lunch in Nazareth. And the falafel in Nazareth is to kill for, not just to die for. We go to the Basilica of the Annunciation, which is where they believe Mary received the message from the angel Gabriel about Jesus. And that beautiful church, it's huge, it's vast. And the art around the outside of it alone, the images of, of Mary from all over the world, how everybody in the different culture sees Mary. And of course, we, if with time, we go down underneath into um, a crypt of a church out with the Church of the Annunciation, and you see the most incredible crypt. Um, and then again, we um, where are we? We go to the Mount of Precipice where they tried to shove Jesus over. And he didn't <gasps> remember that story where he just yes. disappeared along them. And mm -hmm. it's a wee it's a wee hike, but it's hikes is too strong a word. It's a, it's a walk. Um, and then we go we stay overnight in Tiberius. The next night. We begin the day at Magdala, and it's my favourite site at the minute, Magdala, because what does it sound I like? I love it as well. Yes. Yeah, Mary Magdalene, yeah. And, of course, her village is not far from Tiberius. Mm -hmm. And the site, well, tell me what you remember about the site. Well, for me, what really excited me was knowing that Jesus actually was there. You know, that they found a coin from the time of Herod, and, and you know that Jesus, like, probably preached in the synagogue because that's what one of the runes is is like a synagogue yeah. and it was just oh I that, that really brought it you know to me I just loved this idea and I could imagine it and visualize it and um, that that Jesus was there yeah and it's right on the Sea of Galilee oh it's and beautiful they uncovered it because an Italian priest wanted to build a guest house right on the Sea of Galilee because there are no guest houses there it's all big monasteries and churches. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, they had to do an archaeological dig and they discovered that this was a place where Mary Magdalene, who we believe was a very wealthy woman, and we believe uh, from what they've uncovered that this was a site, a seminary for women, which mm -hmm. flies in the face of church history. So there's something interesting about this site, but they've created this beautiful place of worship with three different little chapels. And the big chapel, you look, you sit in the seats and you look onto the Sea of Galilee and it's designed to make you think you're on the brow of a boat, yeah. at the bow of a boat. Um, and it's just the most beautiful place. Now, friends, if you have a disability or if you're a, a wee bit, maybe not good at walking, every part of the Holy Land is designed for you to have a wee scooter, or a wee golf cart, and they're all provided, so you never have to go anywhere that will exhaust you or hurt you. So you have to go down a wee hill to this site because it's right at the water's edge, but they give you a golf cart. Someone will always take you in a golf cart. Um, so after we do that, we then take a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, 
And it's just incredible. We sit in the middle of the Sea of Galilee and just ponder and look. We see what Peter's fishing would have looked like. We get the chance to throw a net that Peter would have thrown into the sea. And then we have our lunch and we always have St. Peter's fish. And I'll, um, I'll leave that there, but it's the most incredible experience. Then we go to Tagba, where Jesus fed the 5,000. And then Capernaum, where we believe is his headquarters. And the, the church there is immense. The windows are just worth a visit alone. If for no other reason, you go and see the windows of that church. And it's built over the site of what we think was St. Peter's uh, mother-in-law's house. And then, of course, to the Mount of Beatitudes. Have a, a lovely experience there. I'm going through this really quickly because I don't want to take your time up. And then we overnight again in, in Tiberias. The next day, we go to this incredible place, a Greek ruin called Beth Shan, Beth Shean. And it's an ancient place pre, pre-Christ, pre um, but we realise that people actually lived there post-Christ. And you see a big old theatre and you see um, the ruins and, and where the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker lived. And this puts New Testament history into context for us. Um, and especially for the, the Pauline journeys when he went into the, the Greco-Roman world. Um, and then we go to the River Jordan in the middle of the desert and we reaffirm our baptismal vows. We swim or we float at the Dead mm-hmm. Sea. And again, it's quite a wee walk down, but they've got golf carts for folks there. And you get your shower afterwards. We have a bit of lunch. And then we, we go from the depth of the Dead Sea way, way, way up the mountain Sada. And mm-hmm. we see Herod's palace. Amazing. Um, and of course, there's a big, it's cable cars, huge cable cars. And you see where the Romans basically assaulted the the Jews when they had their their massive big, well, I suppose it was a mass suicide. The men, yeah. their wives and their children, um, the Kool-Aid, if you like, in our language. And then we, we end the day at the Wadi Kelt and watch the sunset over Bethlehem. And every day we, we have a beautiful act of corporate worship. On the Saturday, the next day, we go to the shepherd's fields for worship. We visit the Church of the Nativity. And then we drive the Bethlehem to Hebron Road. And we stop at the Tent of Nations for lunch. Um, you remember that? Oh, the Tent of Nations. I was actually preaching about... They, they came into my preaching on Sunday just because uh, it really affected me. Really uh-huh. affected me. Well, friends, it can affect you. And then we go to this beautiful glass factory run by Christian people and the Arab Christians who we need to support. And, and friends, the most of the hotels we stay in, we try to stay in Arab Christian hotels just because it gives employment. But we, we try our hand at glass blowing or our mouths at glass blowing. And I have to tell you, when I was there, I spent a wee bit of money on pottery and glassware. And I didn't spend enough because when I got home, I thought, I didn't spend enough. And it's dirt cheap, and they post it up and, and pack it up, and it arrives immaculate. It's gorgeous, it's dirt cheap. So, if you want to spend money on anything, spend it there or another wee place I'll take you to. And then we go again, and we have a welcome dinner in our hotel. And they, we meet these youngsters who are dancers, and they dance in traditional Palestinian costumes. We pay them because the kids are in high school or saving for college or in, or in college. Remember, it's not free over there. And these kids, I have the most wonderful videos of them. And they're just energetic children, 13, 14, right up to 19. And they dance traditional dances. And they just love it. And then we stay in Bethlehem overnight. On Sunday, we worship in the Church of Scotland Church. Now, while we're not staying in the Church of Scotland hotels or guest house because we didn't have room for us, um, they couldn't guarantee us space. But we'll go to church there. And then um, we'll go to a wee Presbyterian church on the other side of Bethlehem called Baraka. And this is a church that set up a program for 
the Islamic community uh, of women who had severely disabled children and, and their community disabled children are not affirmed easily. And so this wee Presbyterian church gave them a seeding grant to set up a, a, a food tourism project because their grub is incredible. And they've gone from a wee back end room in the middle of the refugee camp uh, to create a, a space where they can have 50 people and learn how to cook Palestinian uh, dishes. And they've also got a wee shop where you can buy their embroidery and things like that. You know, a lovely preaching scarf mm -hmm. if you're a minister, or lovely garments, bags, wee purses, things like that. And again, it's pennies, but it, it helps them. And every penny they get, they put into a fund. And now they've created, by the grace of God, and the help of the Baraka Church and visitors like us, uh, occupational health and physiotherapy suite for their kids. And the kids are being helped to be made whole. And that's because of kingdom work again. And then we will go along the, and, and learn about the refugee camp. We'll walk along the apartheid walls. The walls are incredible. We can't walk them all because they're hundreds of miles long. But we'll go and see some of the art there. And if we've time and you want, we can go to the uh, Banksy's wee hotel uh, at the, the wall and have afternoon tea. Again, we're in Bethlehem overnight. On the Monday, we'll go to Jacob's Well and visit the church there. The most beautiful wee church. The acoustics are incredible. We'll sing. We'll go to Mount Gerazim, Ger Gezrin, sorry, and we'll go to a place I've never been to before, which I'm looking forward to, the wee museum, wee tiny museum, uh, which is run by the Samaritans, and we learn about the Samaritans. Remember the, the woman at the well? Yes. And learn about that. We have lunch at a Samarian restaurant. We explore Sebastia, and we stop on the way back to taste Kanefe, which is to die for. Uber <laughs> sweet. We're diabetic, just have a mouthful, and that'll do you. I'm only sure you <laughs> And then we'll overnight in Jerusalem. Now, the hotel in Jerusalem is about a block away from the old city. It's just incredible. You look out your window and that's all you can see, the old, old city. And then we'll, that, the next day, Valentine's Day, we'll visit Al-Aqsa, the Dome of the Rock, and we'll get in and we'll see around and we'll see the beautiful architecture. Um, and we'll go and we'll see and we'll hear about um, the, the community there. And you'll be shocked. At what, I mean, you'll not because you've seen it, but you'll see the Palestinian community and the people there. Um, and our guide, we have two different guides. Gadi is our Israeli guide, and then Isa is our other guide. Isa is the Palestinian name for Jesus. And he, hearing, hearing his story will break your heart. He was arrested when he was 14 and imprisoned when he was 14, held and interned. And his he was tortured even as a 14-year-old boy. He was there for, I think it was eight years. And you hear his story. But he follows Jesus. He loves Jesus. And how that has helped him not to be bitter and angry and he's just the story's incredible he'll tell you a wee bit about what it is to be a christian in the holy land so we'll spend time with him and then after we've been to the dome of the rock and visited the eki homo chapel behold man and um, we'll, we'll have our worship there then we go to the old city markets and that is just immense we'll have lunch you just go to find a place that we like ourselves and have lunch and then we'll leave the old city for the yad vashem holocaust museum bring your hankies, and then we'll overnight in the wee hotel in Jerusalem. The next day, we'll visit the Garden of Gethsemane and the Church of All Nations. Um, I'm not telling you everything because this is just a wee wet your appetite. We'll go to the old city via the Western Wall. We'll walk parts of the Via Dolorosa because we wouldn't have time to walk at all. But I never would wear a cross because it, for me, a cross was a symbol of torture, not a piece of jewellery. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> after I visited the, the Via Dolorosa, I was presented with a little Jerusalem cross about 15 years ago. I never take it off. And that, for me, is what it's all about, those wounds. So we then will visit the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. 
And we'll have our final worship at the garden tomb. And we'll enjoy a, spe- enjoy a special closing dinner at our hotel and again overnight in Jerusalem. And then the next morning, we have a very early departure for our flight home. The guide, Gaddy, um, is like no other guide. He he knows everybody in the Holy Land. So we'll be driving along and you'll have your guide to the Holy Land book. And you'll think, oh, we're, we're not too, we're about 10 miles from this. I wonder, I wonder, do I have the nerve to ask? So you put your hand up and say, Gaddy, can we do this? He says, I know bother. And he knows <laughs> there and he picks his phone up and he says for example a few years ago we were at this we wanted somewhere for worship and we hadn't planned where because our day was so full and he says don't worry there's a little church here it's a closed convent so we've got on the phone he says sister so and so what do you think can we do this and she says i for you gaddy will do it so they opened the church for us and she says you've only got an hour because unusually we've got a choir coming and they're a choir of jews christians and, and muslims and they're on a tour all over the holy land to promote peace so we said, that's no bother, we'll be finished. But the choir arrived early. So we were there and they arrived and we, we just had a, a beautiful act of worship together, all these people from different traditions. And we sang hymns that we all knew and it was the most glorious experience. But that's what I mean. If you've somewhere you want to go to, just say, Gary, can we do this? I know bother. Gary, can we stop for a toilet? I know bother. Because he knows everybody everywhere. And although this is our itinerary, which we will fulfill, absolutely. <laughs> There'll be a hundred things more if you want. And if you need to stay back in the hotel that day, then you stay back and just relax. We're up mm-hmm. early most days and we're back in time for dinner most every day usually. And you chill in the evening. We don't do any special things in the evening. We just be together and relax because we recognise that people need time to unpack. And, and it's the most wonderful, for me, transformational experience. And I want to invite people to come along. Now, the cost, especially in this day and age, might feel like an awful lot of money. So here it is. Uh, we get it in US dollars. Now, the, the pound will come back up against the dollar. Um, if you go with McCabe travel, travel, you're not going to get half of this and you're going to pay a lot more. Our cost is £2,509 for a double. And if you want a single room, the supplement for the 10 days is £650. So that brings it up a wee bit over 3000 for a single. But find somebody you know and you like or someone you can manage to share a room with. You're only, you're only sleeping in the room, nothing else. Um, so £2,509 for a double each and, f- and a supplement of six fifty for a single each. Um, now, that is a lot of money, Laura. I appreciate that. But I would tell you it will be the best money you spend in a long time. And if you're interested and you need more information, talk to me. Um, if you're concerned about getting insurance, talk to me. Because um, I have insurance people that I've worked with in the past because I have quite bad arthritis, so I need to have insurance. And I have a wee, I have atrial fibrillation, so I need to have special insurance for that as well. And I can assure you that the healthcare in the Holy Land is top notch, second to none. I can assure you also that if you have a slight disability or even you're in a wheelchair, Gary, um, like everybody else in the Holy Land, he will ensure that we make it possible and, and easy. We, we, they run a lot of taxis. For example, my arthritis was kicking up really, really badly a few years ago. And I, I couldn't walk from the bus to the Church of the Nativity um, easily. It was, it was up quite a, wee, a, a severe hill and my knees were really bad at that point. So you just get a taxi and that's all included. And everything else is included in that money is your hotel, your food, bar, a couple of lunches, uh, entrance to museums, galleries, everything that we do is covered. And because the Holy Land works on a tips basis, all your tips are covered as well. So there's no hidden expenses that money, that £2,509 covers everything except a couple of lunches. 
and you just get that yourself. And can I tell you, for a couple of dollars, you'll have a feed. Um, so I think it's your St. Peter's lunch and your lunch in the in the old city. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Laura? Oh, it sounds amazing. It really does. And you know, there's like so many, well, so many of these places I've not been to. Um, and uh, it's uh, and the thing about the Holy Land is, is it just it gets into your soul. And I feel yeah. as if, you know, it gets into you and you just want to return. You know, it draws you back. Um, yeah. It definitely gets into your soul. And it just sounds, oh, these places just sound so exciting. When do people need to let you know by that they would like to join the pilgrimage, Linda? I know it's not a lot of time, but if you can tell me that you're interested by the end of this year, by the 30th of the 31st of December, and then we can look at when the money has to be in. Um, obviously, the money would need to be in in January. Um, but because we have to be faithful to the, the guide, because yeah. he puts all this and he puts money out. So I would need to know uh, that you're you're definitely wanting to come by the end of December. Um, you can call me or well, email me um, or get in touch via Sanctuary First well before that. And I'm happy to have a conversation with you. Um, uh, maybe you need to be a bit of reassurance. Is it safe? Yeah, it's very safe. Um, I, I grew up in Belfast. People say to me, was it not mental? Yeah, but you know where to go and where not to go. And the tourist industry in the Holy Land is the the lifeblood for, mm-hmm. for both and it's really important that as far as we can we support them um, financially and there's you know the the thing is for, well, one of the things i love about it is when i went there the first time scripture began to make sense to me because yeah. i saw the context mm-hmm. like i used to think the stone people will do they carry stones in bags and then you realize everywhere you go in the holy land even in jerusalem there's stones everywhere that's the nature. And I think so the story then of the, the sower becomes more interesting. The story of Jesus calm in the storm in the boat. Well, you see at the Sea of Galilee, we'll look at the Jesus boat, and you see that it makes sense. And, and you think, oh, the boat's so small. But he was still in the boat. He was like five feet from them, and, and he was fast asleep. And my goodness, it all comes into context. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh-huh. I, I love that. Scripture comes alive. But uh-huh. um, And to be on pilgrimage, you know, pilgrimage is hard work. To be with other people all the time, mm-hmm. but God, if you're if you're making this as a pilgrimage, as opposed to a simple, straightforward holiday, which it is too, you know, you will you'll encounter God, and it'll be like a mirror. You know, you'll be looking at yourself, and God will be revealing stuff to you if you want it, but you have to mm-hmm. want it. Um, so I just want to. I mean, I'd love to take a big giant group, but equally, I'm happy with a wee small group where there's intimacy. So if you want to come, get in touch, and my email will be on on the site uh, along with my uh i'll put the itinerary up as well and yeah. so do get in touch and it'd be lovely to welcome folks whoever you are thanks oh, oh thank you linda and we look forward to hearing from from all of you out there and hopefully journeying and on the pilgrimage with you all okay thank you so see you soon linda yes, bye see you soon. bye